It's like the most high stakes moment I'm going to have in my whole weekend is hitting that record button. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is the long-awaited spoiler cast for Marvel's Defenders TV series on Netflix. Woo! Da-na-na, da-na-na. And, and that's exactly why Mike put his <laughs> emphasis on TV. I caught that. I, I, yeah. I knew what you were doing there. Well, so. when we were saying the opening, I thought like, oh, this would be cool if it was like accompanied by that kind of uh, local news music when like the titles are swinging in and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe I'll make one of those noises. And the only thing I could think of was the... Uh, was that what is that the ESPN noise the Sports yeah. Center noise? Yeah, you, you, made, you made the ESPN, <laughs> which is also owned by Disney, who owns yeah, Marvel. There you go. So it all loops back around. Swing it back around. They're all infested in our brains. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, that's I, whatever. We're here talking about Defenders, Mike. You've done throw me off already, <laughs> and we're not even a minute Three, in for this. a loop. So uh, this is our spoiler cast for the Defenders. Uh, we fi- we finally waited for it. We've got five TV series leading up to this culmination uh there will be spoilers about all those shows probably in this show as well so if you've yes. not seen any of them well you should probably do that they're not they're not that bad so um yeah and uh i guess following the defenders just to kind of round everything out i believe our next series is punisher which yes, is if- the, right as of right now no official date from marvel but i think november yeah, and if you're subscribed to the to the podcast, you'll see our normal news episode this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about a Punisher teaser trailer, I believe, right? Yes, yes, we do. They did. It's kind of like the end, they don't do end credit scenes on the Netflix shows. They kind of give you a trailer for the next show. So, mm-hmm. and I believe after Punisher, obviously, all these dates are really loose. I think. Um, What's next after that? Is it Jessica Jones Season 2? So next year, uh, rumored, are three shows. Jessica Jones Season 2, Luke Cage Season 2, and Daredevil Season 3. Ooh, so that, that sounds like a pretty good year. <laughs> that sounds like a great year. I, th- my favorite thing is we went from getting two a year to now we're getting three a year, much like the movie uh, realm. So any any point in time, we can sit down and probably watch a new Marvel Cinematic property along along the way, and we're, we're, we got something to talk about in a regular yeah. show as well. But yeah, they spoil they spoil us, Chris. They spoil us. They do. They spoil us, and we will spoil you in our spoiler cast. So, <laughs> um, so the Defenders uh, is an eight episode series that, that launched on Netflix. It's not the all the other TV shows were thirteen, so this is just eight, mm-hmm. and. Um, it, it, it brings together the characters we've mentioned, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, uh, to take down uh, what seems to be the long-running villain in the show, which is The Hand. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe they popped up in Luke Cage's show, and I don't think they were too big in Jessica Jones, but the two guys who know karate definitely knew how to fight <laughs> The Hand. Yeah, if you know karate, you know The Hand. Yes, Um and overall, I mean, just to kind of jump into it, Mike, here, my impressions are I had I had a pretty good time with, with this show. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that it was very pointed. It's a standalone series. Like, you know, you got to watch them leading up to this, but it's a very self-contained story. Mm-hmm. And uh, eight episodes is so much easier to digest. Like, I, I felt I had, like everything was, was used. There was no wasted time in this. It was very snappy. And, yeah, and much, I loved it. 
Yeah, much more bingeable for sure at the eight episode mark, uh, similar to the Stranger Things uh, ep- episode number. So the the episode number definitely did help it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I there are. I mean, it's not a perfect show by any means. I'm not gonna say. I it's hard to it's hard to not find some flaws in this simply because um, as the Netflix shows went on, their quality kind of dipped down. And, and Mike will be very vocal about this with his Iron Fist um, <laughs> review. But I do think that this is a uplift in quality from the last two, uh, specifically Luke Cage and Iron Fist in my book. So. Yeah, I, th- I think I could agree with that. Uh, unfortunately for me, The Defenders is a little bit more of a mixed bag. I think we do get some interesting moments with the characters. I really love it when the characters finally start meeting for the first time or start interacting with each other. They don't necessarily know well, one of them is like following them down the street or something like that. So I, I appreciated those moments. Uh, some of uh, some of my favorite you know characters are back in their kind of favorite uh uh, positions of uh, their hierarchy so you know you got Luke Cage he's you know he's being funny and coy and being smooth again mm-hmm. you know you got Charlie Cox as Daredevil who's basically uh, being a badass like he always is he looks so cool when he's fighting trying um, not to and, be Daredevil the whole time yes try not to be Daredevil but he's always very logical which I really appreciate especially from uh, Iron Fist who is the most illogical dumb character still in this show and then you do have Jessica Jones who's basically just being sassy all the time which I really love uh, so, but when it comes down to the mixed bag, I feel like every element that you could talk about in a TV show just has like a sore thumb kind of sticking out for me, which is really unfortunate. But I think overall, it's is still effective. So it kind of falls in the middle of the pact for me if I had to rank these among all the shows. I think still my two favorites are season one of Daredevil, followed by season one of Jessica Jones, and then you know obviously Iron Fist is uh, there in the back. But I, I think the Defenders kind of falls in the middle. Which I think would be okay if we were talking about, you know, maybe a season two of a show or, or something like that. But, you know, for me, this is supposed to be a culmination of all these characters coming together. You know, the, the thing I kept building it up to in my head, which I guess was maybe unfortunate for myself, was like, oh, the first time the Avengers came together. Mm-hmm. How cool was that when we finally built up to this team? And I felt like when we finally got them all together, you know, it was cool. You know, it was awesome kind of seeing them, like, interact, but I felt like we never really built up to anything grand or anything amazing. Uh, I guess just to jump right to the end real quick, um, we built up to this final fight scene underground, uh, but there was really nothing special about it because almost an identical fight scene happened about halfway through the season in that Chinese restaurant. Obviously, with less hand people, but I thought that fight was actually more interesting because they were in a more closed space in a restaurant. Each kind of crew, bad guy crew, was dressed a little differently, and they had to fight them all uniquely. And actually, Stick was added to that group, too, so the ante was upped even more. So I, I felt like once we finally got to the end, there was, there was really no payoff, which was really unfortunate because I was kind of hoping for those like snappy eight episodes. I was like, okay, I would assume the Defenders has like a similar budget or maybe even more of a budget for this show. I was kind of hoping maybe for some special effects at the end, well, you know, some sort of reveal. <laughs> so I'm going to go the other way. Like this is not like you're comparing this very hardly to the movies. And I think, you know, this is, I don't think this has ever been done before. Has there been like four shows that meet together into one other show? I mean, in my mind, this is like a brand new experiment kind of thing. And just because it doesn't fire on all cylinders all the time, it doesn't make it, you know, too much of a failure for me. Because no, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't call it a failure. I, but I think they've definitely, like, you know, the last show we did see, Iron Fist 
who is a martial artist, the the immortal Iron Fist, who's supposed to know all the ways of fighting, didn't really fight a lot. And this time, I think they gave us a lot of fighting. I don't know, not to make up for it, because this show was done filming when uh, when Iron Fist came out. But, I mean, I definitely see, there's a lot of dark, very stagnant locations in this. Mm-hmm. And But I think that, again, that's the realm of a TV show. You have people making TV shows, making this series. But I do have to say, from a production point of view, the, the blocking in the scenes, the way they move the camera around people and set up a lot of those things, um, like, I, I believe it was, you know, it had to have been, you know, not the hallway fight scene, but probably, I think, one in the restaurant where they show everyone fighting at the same time in all these different locations was really interesting because you don't get to see that in a TV show normally. Yeah, I I really I really enjoyed since you're talking about it. The very first episode, we had all of our characters very separated. I don't believe any any of them actually met each other until the second episode. Did, I think did so, the first one end with Daredevil saying, "I'm your lawyer" to Jessica uh, Jones? Uh, possibly. They oh, all blend I, together. They all blend together. It's it's so seamless, like the way they told these. these yeah, stories. it's yeah, it's really hard to kind of break them up. Um, but in that very first episode, every character was lit very specifically with that color that they're mm-hmm. there. So every time you saw Charlie Cox or, or Daredevil, he was uh, he was silhouetted by like red light or he was in a red hallway or something like that. Jessica Jones, it was blues and purples. Luke Cage, all like the all of like the color correction and everything. And Harlem was very like was very yellow, yellow and, and orange. orange. Yeah. And then Iron Fist, when he was like, you know, down in a sewer or something like that, there's like green neon around him or something like that. So that was really cool. There's definitely some create some creative shots being set up for these characters so there's there's definitely there's quality when it comes to this production you know we 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 still are far away from something like the cw where you're always seeing the same like street in toronto and they're always like just using like the same rented like box truck to put like rpgs in or something like that it felt if to me and i I definitely agree that it felt very like they they put a lot of thought into the production like yes we need to make sure these are lit very well um specifically for the character but i do think there was one transition they used quite a bit, like a subway-style transition between mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. worked great the first couple episodes when they were separate. When they were together at the end, I got really annoyed with it. Like, <laughs> they're, Yes, we get it. They're around different parts of the city, but now they're not. Quit using this transition. Yeah, I thought maybe the transition might evolve a little bit. Like maybe we would learn that the transition wasn't just like part of like filmmaking. Maybe it was we, we were looking through the eyes of someone at the hand or something like that or... You know, sometimes in like Game of Thrones, someone possesses like a crow and you're like looking through the eyes of a crow. So I was like, oh, maybe something like crazy like that's going on. But no, it was just kind of like a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you what, one of the like overall the story wise, I don't know about you, but I think it had a really good start and then kind of a very weak ending. Um, yeah. To, to put it very weakly. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, I was I was very impressed. I noticed that her character never gets mad. Throughout the whole show. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. noticed that. She didn't lose her temper until the very end. And then she gets stabbed. Like the moment she loses her temper. Which I thought was a very interesting character choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I definitely appreciate that. But the fact she was killed. Was it the second to last episode? No. The th- the th- six. <laughs> end of episode six. Because that's where my wife went to bed. And I watched seven and eight while she was asleep. But she's killed at the very end of seven. Which... Which changes the dynamic from Sigourney Weaver's Alexander being the villain to 
Electra again, which I kind of felt like a little bit like Daredevil t- season two, which yeah. the showrunners for the show were from Daredevil season two. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't um, Electra taking over the hand? That is part of a of a comic book arc, I believe, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't read a lot into Electra. I don't find her very fascinating. All in all, yeah, I, I think at some point she does take over the hand. Obviously, it, it's comic book, so it's all temporary. I'm sure mm-hmm. at some point it reverts yeah. back to somebody. But uh, so I'm sure they were probably trying to hit one of those uh, story points there. But yeah, it did. It like this show kind of ebbed and flowed between all of these different characters, and it never really kind of felt like its own unique style. Like when me and my wife were watching the very first episode, we almost thought that episode was directed by four different people it almost felt like okay you direct the daredevil parts you know i'll direct the iron fist parts and we'll kind of like put them all together and i know visually it was kind of supposed to look like that but it also felt like okay all these iron segments all these iron uh, fist segments are are horrible and they suck every time jessica jones pop up pops up it's poppy and fun and the dialogue dialogue's exciting um, I, I like seeing uh, Charlie Cox again because he's my favorite character. And Luke Cage, of course, is like having sex with uh, every woman he comes across on screen. I was waiting. <laughs> Pretty much. I, w- I was waiting for one point in the show where all of those women would be in one room with Luke Cage and he would just kind of like realize, oh, everyone in this room I've slept with. The, yeah. That never happened, but they were close. They're all in the police station together at one point in time, but they never quite made the realization that they all slept with each other. <laughs> I did. I do have to say, of the characters, I think, um, I've seen a lot of this online, and, and I, I have to agree, Jessica Jones, this made me miss how long it's been since Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. what, late 2015 um, is when she did that, so it's been almost two years since we saw Jessica Jones, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get to see her back. I'm also glad the Punisher did not show up in this show. Yeah. I think he might have he might have kind of ruined maybe it a little bit, like since he's just bullets and death <laughs> everywhere. Uh-huh. But when you mention all these characters in the police station, I hated all the B characters. I feel like they didn't do anything the whole time. I'm like they're there yeah, just they... for FaceTime. Yeah, and they weren't just there for FaceTime. They were the only stakes that were added to the situation besides, you know, oh, save the city. Like, they, the only thing that was keeping them from kind of just, like, storming the castle was, like, oh, we got to be careful because uh, they might hurt, like, our friends and family. And I thought it was a little naive to think that they thought that they were safe in the police station. Like, really? Like That didn't the, work the, at Daredevil or Jessica yeah, like, Jones. Yeah, they, these, these hand ninjas, like, storm any and every building all of the time very effectively, and they can't be killed. So it was a little naive to think that they would just be safe in the police station. So I kind of thought that held them back a little artificially. But yeah, they didn't really do anything. I kind of thought there was parts in the last couple episodes where like Karen Page and uh, Trish at one moment came in and they were kind of looking at this wall of evidence. And I was like, oh, are they going to like break something? Are they going to see some sort of secret? Are they going to see something that no one else has seen? But then while they were looking at there, I was like, well, there's nothing left to look at. We know it. We kind of knew exactly what the heroes needed to do from like the very, very beginning of the of the season. Mm-hmm. It's weird calling this a season because it almost just feels like one really long movie. Um at the very, very beginning, the hand says that we've, we've run into a physical wall that we can't open, and the inscription says something about Kun Lun on it, or maybe something specific we about the, the Iron, Iron Fist. We need the Iron Fist to do this thing. Yeah. yeah, so I think it was really obvious. Like, we came across a wall that we can't break, so we need the Iron Fist. Well, what is the one thing the Iron Fist do? What is the one thing he do? Like, 
what is the one thing the Iron Fist does? Sorry. Make bad decisions. Yeah. He punches things. So it's just like, obviously he needs to be down there and punch that wall open. So the whole, the whole episode, I'm thinking, what is behind this wall? There's gotta be something like, is it like a teleportation wall? Does it take them to Kunlun? Maybe Kunlun has moved and it's no, that's why they couldn't find it in Iron Fist. You know, it has moved somewhere and this is the new door to Kunlun. That's what I kept thinking too. Like, like this is a portal like a, a back door into Kunlun that they were looking for in, you know, in Iron Fist kind of thing. Yeah, because they specifically said, oh, don't you want to return to your home? Don't you want to return? But, like, no, the kind of the, the reveal was Dragon Bones, which I, I guess I, I will give them points for subtlety where they never specifically said, oh, this is a dragon, we want the Dragon Bones. You know, they made it a little bit more coy because it was kind of obviously what we were looking at here. But it was just kind of like that that comes comes to the one point in the show that I didn't really like. There wasn't really no surprises. You know, all of this culmination and nothing's really shocking. There was a reveal that that Electra was alive and working for uh, Sigourney Weaver, but that wasn't really surprising. Kinda, the big re- I got that right at the beginning when the show opened. Like, yeah, she's the first person Iron Fist fights. Yeah. And we knew it was going to be in there because Electra was in the trailers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, she's, on the, she's on the artwork and posters as well. Yeah, yeah. so we knew Electra was going to be in it. I suppose one of the other things besides the, the dragon bones that I thought was going to be kind of cool was um, kind of stick turning bad, or at least I thought he was, you know, because he lit that incense and he made, um, he made Luke Cage pass out. And he's like, oh, I found another way. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I really like <laughs> Stick's character. It's like, is he going bad? Is he going to go to the hand? Is he a double agent? Is there something, is there some sort of long game going here? I didn't know. It's like, no, he was just going to take the easiest way out and just cut iron fist head off so i was like oh and then he died but i was like i didn't i, I mean i it sucks that stick died but like i guess his his purpose is kind of over once the well, hand I, is defeated i think stick has kind of been um you know a, a, to use a good reference here he's like the crutch they kind of leaned on a lot of the times like mm-hmm. he he was there to to give you exposition when no because yeah, no one else man. didn't know was like yeah he, he's like the morgan freeman of the show here um, where he just shows up and spouts things. But I don't think he was going to kill Iron Fist. I think he knocked them both out on purpose. So, like, if she came in and Luke Cage was knocked out, he would, she wouldn't kill him kind of thing. Well, the episode after um, uh, Stick dies opens up with Elektra and Stick talking in the past. They have, like, yeah. a very short conversation about how Matt, uh, he's not ready or he's not willing to join us. And then Electra said something like, oh, well, maybe there's, like, another way. And I thought, like, oh, maybe this is, like, the long game. Maybe Electra always meant to die and be resurrected and infiltrate the hand. Mm-hmm. And she's actually a good guy. But that wasn't it either. So there was just – there wasn't really anything sophisticated going on in this story. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, the writers need to have monocles on and, like, need to be doing some sort of, like, crazy, like, uh, like alternate dimension, like – but there just there was nothing. There was really... a lot. There's a lot of things they could have done that would mm-hmm. have knocked everyone's socks off, but they played it very safe. Is yeah. kind of what you were saying and how I feel as well. Yeah, it felt like they're like, okay, well, we got these four characters from three successful shows. It almost felt like, it, oh, it just writes itself. You know, we don't really need to do anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, no one thought Daredevil was going to be dead. <laughs> they yeah. announced his third season. We knew he wasn't going anywhere. 
And then all of a sudden he is alive, and it looks like he's probably being cared for by his mother, who is uh, a sister, nun. Sister, sister Margaret, who is yeah. who she left the family to go in that because she was like a violent person or something like that. Yeah. So I suppose the mystery of the next season of Daredevil will be how did he get out of that hole? So maybe there actually is some sort of portal well, down there. I think but, I think he was with the bones, which give eternal life. I think maybe he. Something in the bones brought him back. He is now part of this resurrection <laughs> you, because he's been resurrected in the comics as well. Like, that's part of him. Yeah. Do you think he like munched on some bone just before like a girder fell on him? Like, oh shit, I'm gonna eat this dragon bone. See what happens. No, I, I don't think I don't think so. I think you know if he got I I don't know what happened, but I think it's gonna have to do with this return to life kind of thing because there's a comic series called Born Again written by Frank Miller and mm-hmm. um, drawn by David Mazzuchelli, which has to deal with Matt Murdock and Daredevil's identity being sold to the Kingpin. And last time we saw Kingpin, he said, I'm going to find you and I'm going to ruin your life mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So I think this is setting up like it has to deal with finding his mother in there. It has to deal with Karen's past coming to haunt her and, you know, dealing with Kingpin's return. And he also fights Nuke in that one, who we know is still alive from Jessica Jones. So I think there's a big setup for Daredevil Season 3 being this Born Again series. Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially since uh, one of the the bigger points of Daredevil's character in this season was, hey, your alternate identity, your persona, and your real life are getting dangerously close, and they're about to clash, and everyone's about to find out, and even Karen Page said at the very end of the season, I can't write about this story, because people are going to make the connection of lawyer goes missing, uh, devil Hell's kitchen goes missing. So... Yeah, Which I, I don't agree be with, because the, the, the devil gave us himself up months ago, and everyone said that, so... Like, but he did he did return momentarily, but, so I don't know. But nobody, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a public return. It was just like mm-hmm. he fought these hand ninjas in a warehouse in a Chinese restaurant, and that was about it. <laughs> um, I tell you what, what didn't did work for me, and and I know you you are probably way harder on Iron Fist than I am, <laughs> but Iron Fist fighting this time, I had a really good time with him, like coming in and being confident of himself. I guess he made some mm-hmm. piss poor decisions. He's dumb as hell. Uh, oh yeah, he, he's he's the rich white kid of the group. But by the end, I think we've seen a transition from that to Danny Rand, who is like Batman on on the rooftops with his glowing hand. I don't know, but he did have some really good fight scenes in this one. Yeah, that that character just needs some sort of ridiculous overhaul because the only I still don't think his character was effective in this show at all. But they found ways to make it a little bit better. I loved watching the him get beat up by all of the defenders. Uh, watching yeah. like Luke Cage throw him around was so satisfying. Watching Daredevil and Jessica Jones like beat him up alongside of Luke Cage was really really great. So I love seeing him kind of get his comeuppance. Uh, I really like that. And like you said, the fighting was the fighting choreography was better. So it was a little bit more impressive watching him like flip around and do stuff. But I could never take anything he said seriously. I don't know if we were supposed to feel really impressed when he finally went into that white boardroom and started like started talking down to him he's like i'm gonna need to be a grown-up and put on a tie and like and 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 be really mean to them i was like we were supposed to be impressed the whole time i was just like what are you doing you dumb kid like you just like walked in there like no one's gonna take you seriously i I think i think that's what no one's taking seriously like he thinks he knows everything and then he finds himself in a situation where like no he doesn't have all the pieces he in in the as the audience were in that that regard as well we're like no no you idiot like (laughs) <laughs> you don't know it all. You can't do it by yourself. And and coming, you know, coming together. I really enjoyed, like, you know, as you said, we were going to get 
they were gonna milk that hallway fight fight scene a lot, and I mm-hmm. actually enjoyed that. Like they weren't t- they didn't come there together. That was actually where they first met up, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But my thing is Jessica Jones, how strong is she? I I can't mm-hmm. tell. Like her power wavers back and forth. Like sometimes she can carry people. Sometimes she just like taps them and they they fall down kind of thing. Like. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know that, what her power power set is like in this. It seems to flux a little bit. Yeah, I think that's one of the broader problems that we have in this Netflix universe. Is nothing is really explained, and I feel like it's in some ways to like protect like the non powered heroes almost, mm-hmm. or because it's like oh we don't want to confuse them and we don't want the humans to be too flustered by all of this uh, exposition of how these powers work. But at the same time, it means the audience doesn't know either. Like I do not know the rules behind this iron fist still. I know it's kind of almost like it feels like a battery that you have to charge with chi. So sometimes he uses it in a punch. Sometimes he just gets one blast out of it. Sometimes he can hold on to it for a while. Uh, but there's no really telling what he actually does with it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I tried to recall from the first season of uh, of Iron Fist how many times he actually used it. I don't think he ever really used it to fight anybody. I think he may have like punched objects with it or maybe destroyed weapons with it, but I never really saw him punch a human with it. So the only person people he's really punched is Luke Cage, which uh-huh. obviously he's unstoppable, so it's kind of hard to judge what exactly that fist is doing. That was pretty and cool, then he, though. And then he just kind of like punched, didn't he like punch the air in the last episode and made everybody like fall down or something? And he, then he then he started a boombox and some sort of hip hop music started playing. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it is very confusing. He does he can break blades with it, um, which he broke Elektra's blade as she was going to kill Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can also it seems like he can kind of do like a concussive blast or something. I, I don't know either. There's a lot of rules about a lot of these characters. They really haven't set in stone yet. Um, yeah, and and I think we're gonna probably get more as we go, but hopefully, despite the fact we now have met all of the five fingers of the hand, that we don't get the hand anymore. <laughs> I, like, give us something new, man. Like, I really, like, I don't think uh, Gao. I don't think she's dead either. Uh, we no, didn't see she her. Ca- she slinked away. She slinked away. She, I was she, she was always sneaking up to one side or the other. Um, the other ones did die. Finally, I think what was it? Um. We got to see uh, Missy Knight lose her arm finally, like she yeah. did in the comics, fighting, what was it, Bakudo, which I, I, I actually enjoy him a little bit. He was a, an interesting finger of the hand compared to the other people. Yeah, he was a douche. I hated him. Everything he well, said, he had this like kind of inflection to his voice. I was like, I don't know if this is the a, an actor's choice to have this weird cadence the way he speaks, but I was just like, just cut this dude's head off. Exactly. Him. Like, I don't love him, <laughs> but like he was definitely much more different than just some, you know, um, Asian cultured inspired person coming and talking in like Asian prophecies and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, like he's, he's, he's a bully. He was a bully growing up. You could tell he's a jerk. Yeah, Mi- yeah. Misty Knight losing her her hand or arm, or I guess yeah, it depends. Arm. Where does the hand stop and the arm begin? Uh, was a little jarring, only because obviously, my, like, not everybody knows the the origin that she does lose her hand. And like, was it is it Tony Stark that gives her a robot hand? Yeah, in in the comic, she loses her arm and something else, and and she gets a robot arm. But I think in this one, it seems like Iron Fist will be giving her. Yeah, like Rand Enterprises is gonna like. Because he owns a hospital, hand. which is a very advanced hospital. Yeah, it didn't look very advanced from that one room that we saw. It probably would have been better if it looked a little bit more 
a high tech, and she would have been like, oh, where am well, I? Well, like, well, this is a fancy place. You see how good <laughs> she looked after getting her arm cut off? Like, someone was doing her <laughs> hair in there. They were making sure she still looked okay after losing the whole arm. Yeah, my wife thought this when she lost her arm, it was a little jarring. She was like, oh, so she just lost her arm. And I was like, well, yeah, it makes a little bit more sense when you know that she loses it in the comic books. Because, like, not a lot of people are getting their limbs chopped off in the show. Then all of a sudden, this one cop who just is kind of a thorn in their side just shows up to, like, fire a couple bullets and loses her arm. It is kind of like, whoa, well, that escalated very quickly. Well, Stick did did lose his hand. That's right, yeah. To, to the hand. Um ironically which that that scene was really was really baller yeah i really i really like the stakes that stick will go to to kind of uh be a survivor as he said um because that was really creative it's just like okay i could have expected him to find like a creative way out of those handcuffs with like a blade i was like okay so he stole electra's blade they could have just showed him wedging that in between the handcuffs and breaking them off but i love that he they they went for it of cutting his hand off but could they have maybe not of chose the angles to show his hand at where it clearly looked like his hand was just bandaged up and like painted with some like red paint like there was there were scenes it's, where you, you showed him like from the front and from the back and you could clearly see both hands the exact same length <laughs> well it, it, it's tv but yeah i agree no it, it yeah, wasn't but, it, it wasn't there's not a a pin on everything in this one <laughs> but i do think what was weird we did learn about stick that I, apparently he was like a, a disciple of gal because someone said, like, you know, you, you, you blinded your disciple. Like, you know, at least you don't blind our disciples kind of thing. So, oh, I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, someone told her. One of the other fingers, like, you know, you know we don't kill him, we, like, but you blinded one of them. Which I think mm-hmm. it was a reference to Stick, meaning, like, Stick, you know, may not have come from all this. Like, the, some of the chase may have been disciples of these hand people. Um, yeah, and speaking of the of the hand in general, I did kind of like how their story was fleshed out a little bit more. I was really disappointed in how the hand was handled in Iron Fist Season 1 because I, I believe if you go back to the spoiler cast, I said that they kind of ruined the hand. They kind The hand used to be one very specific entity. It was basically mm-hmm. ninjas in, in Daredevil Season 2, and they had like bows and arrows and swords and stuff, and they were incredibly deadly, and they can come back from the dead. Then Iron Fist Season 2 introduced like these different branches of the hand, but the branch that they introduced was just a weird campus in upstate like a, like New a York. Cult, like a young, younger... Like, you yeah, know, which was really confusing. And I, university. Yeah, it was like Hand University, and I didn't really like it at all. But in, in, this, um, in this show, they did flesh it out a little bit more. They're like, okay, each finger on the hand kind of has their own sect that has kind of evolved in a different way, but we all kind of sometimes work together when we're not trying to kill each other. So I did kind of like how we specifically got to see who each finger of the hand was. Obviously, one of the fingers died in Daredevil Season 2, right? No, um, no, no. One of, one of the, um, he, one of them is the handler. Well, one of them was supposedly died in Iron Fist, Bakuto. Um, you're thinking of Nobu, who was, he wasn't, uh, he's not a finger of the hand, but he was handled by one of, like, he was uh, the, see. one of Okay. <laughs> Very confusing to keep track of this Because we, we saw all five, because <laughs> there's four at the table, Alexandra, Gao, uh, Murakama, which is the guy who, who speaks, um, in... I Japanese. assume Japanese. Yeah. And then uh, B- Bakuto. And then the other one was the man, the, the white hat, uh, Sawande. Yeah, that's guy. That guy was really cool. It was kind of, 
interesting to see how the hand varies. They, it seems that they have manipulated the origin of the hand. I believe I read back when Daredevil Season 2 came out that the hand originated, I believe, out of Japan. I think it was like a Japan-centric organization that kind of spread out from there to the different islands of Japan. I'm not 100% sure, but I, they did not originate from Kunlun, so I think that is a new addition mm-hmm. yeah. in this story. So that was kind of interesting, but I am sick and tired of watching shows where they every episode they talk about Kunlun and we've never seen it. Like, <laughs> Like, if you're not going to have the budget to ever show it to me, stop talking about it well, because I, think, I need to see it in some sort of fashion. I, I need some sort of, like, giant sweeping shot. I don't care how much money it costs you to do this one effect shot where you're just in this amazing, beautiful city so at least I can get the scale of what the hell you people well, are talking about. I, th- I think the the problem with that, the, you know, it's one of those the less we show you, the the less we have to explain right away. But at it's, the same time, <laughs> we've just only gotten two seasons in a row of that. Like... I think I think had we gotten this right after Jessica Jones or or a Daredevil instead, it might we might be singing a different tune. Um, but we de- we kind of got to like what was considered the lowest of the the shows right before this one and then this one. So um, you know we're, we're coming off a little harsh on, but I I I I was very very much enthralled watching this. Like I it was I didn't want to stop watching the next episode throughout. Because yeah, the, I definitely felt incentivized to click play on that next episode. Yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like a struggle. Like again, again, like Iron Fist. Like I had to drag myself through it. Um, the second half of Luke Cage to me, I felt like, oh my god, I have to watch another one of these where they, <laughs> they talk about his brother in like a special suit that can absorb his punches. Um, you know, we've even talked about in Daredevil. There's in the back ends of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. There's filler episodes. This had no fillers, and I feel like everything was used very well. I even think they had to cut some stuff out, judging by how quick some scenes went to the next one. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, all in all, I, I think for their first outing for a teaming up TV series, which is, you know, unheard of, um, I think it was a, a good entry into that. And I, I was I was glad to revisit these characters that we hadn't seen in a while, Daredevil, Jessica yeah. Jones. It was, and, and, yeah, that was it was so nice to see him on screen again. Yeah, and and get back into that and and the world that, that this underground New York kind of thing. And I'm glad they, you know, I don't think they mentioned the the Avengers once. Uh, I don't even think they did. So yeah, and I'm not, and it, that almost kind of drives into my head a little bit because we talk about in our news episodes how kind of the TV world of Marvel is a little at war with the movie version of Marvel, and I feel like maybe they're not mentioning them out of uh, just, oh, let's make this show its own. I feel like they're just like, hey, screw those movie guys. We got our own TV stuff going on here. We don't need to mention them. Yeah. They talked about a little bit. I think they might have mentioned the Battle of New York like once maybe, or maybe I just saw a clipping of it on a wall, but it's still kind of technically there. But yeah, it's it's there, but I mean, none of the Avengers or anything like that has happened in New York lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Spider-Man did, but who knows when this took place in, in regards to Spider-Man's story. Yeah, especially uh, Sony. Who knows if they're even allowed to <laughs> intertwine. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, well, they do because Avengers Tower and everything like that. Like, it's all there. But, like, they didn't have to reference anything. It, it's like, this is, they, we've, we've done this. This is our story. We're building it forward and, and going from there. So, I, I, I did have a good time. Uh, it makes me want to go back and watch the older series again. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is a is a testament to it. Like, hey, I need to go catch up on what Daredevil did the first season or two, um, you know, and, and learn a little and remember what Stick told him and and see what was going on with Jessica Jones and 
her buddy, um, I, I forget his name, Malcolm, who who looks like The Weeknd with his haircut. <laughs> yeah, he I cl- like that guy. He cleaned himself up a little bit. Um, <laughs> he and, looks good when he's not uh, on drugs. He does. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, I mean, we're, we're picking this apart, but, I mean, the, we're, that's what we're here for. But I, I did... I do think that this show is above average, and but in the middle of all the Netflix offerings we've gotten so far. Yeah, I think, in all honesty, it kind of deserves to be picked apart. I think when you kind of build up to a show like this that, like you said, has never happened before. The closest analog is in the Marvel movies when the Avengers come together. So if you have all of these t- TV shows finally coming together, I suppose maybe some of the crossovers on the CW universe might be... They might have done it first, but I say this was at more of a sophisticated level. Mm -hmm. I think when something like that finally comes together, you do kind of pick it apart a little bit, and you wonder what they have and haven't done. Uh, So... I, I think it just it didn't quite live up to my expectations. I don't think it was a failure a failure at all. I think the only true failure show that we have is Iron Fist, and hopefully they can find a way to fix that character in the future. I really still like the the Daredevil character. I want to see where his next season goes. Sounds like there's we're gonna start out with some mystery of how he uh, survived that big hole. And I like I like to see him go up against the Kingpin again because he's like one of the, my favorite Marvel villains. Um, I love Jessica Jones' candor and the way she interacts with characters. I I want to see her back on screen being a badass again. She's just a fun character to to be uh, in the world with. And uh, Luke Cage, I just love that dude's like charisma. And I like how Luke Cage is always still trying to do the right thing. I felt like he really should have been like the moral center of this group because even at the very last episode he was just like no this is a dumb idea to blow up this freaking building in the middle of new york like we've like that's happened before we've seen buildings fall uh in the middle of new york and it's not a good scene overall so maybe maybe we don't do that and i liked how even to the very end he stuck to his guns and he was the last holdout but um i guess they got lucky that this building fell into a hole because i think if it just fell on flat ground it would have uh, just uh it would, they would have needed more than a two-block radius for sure. But I guess they lucked out that it just kind of fell down in that hole and well, it was just I, kind of I, never there. I think – well, I mean they, they did set it up that this architect who built it was going to blow it up. So he kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah, but they never really specifically said – like I know how to build, I know how to blow it up and make it look like it was never even here. You know that maybe they should have dropped in a line there. I just, I was just kind of expecting a typical building implosion, but then I forgot. Like oh, it is on a hole, but then I was like, but how big is the hole? Is it is it like funneled? Is it all gonna go down in that hole? Is does the hole have enough volume to fill well, a whole building? And the- sometimes the building looked like a skyscraper. Sometimes it just kind of looked like a condo. Never really got the scale of the building. Well, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back since they did give us the architect several times with his plans to blow it up he probably knew what he was doing so i'm not i'm not gonna get too picky about that (laughs) on on like mike is here but i do enjoy i don't know if i enjoy i do appreciate at the end of the show they set up all the characters for their next journey yeah um jessica jones has opened alias investigations um iron fist is watching over becoming the hero the city needs or, or at least you know he's He's not just being a boardroom whiny brat anymore. Uh-huh. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, Luke Cage is going back to Harlem to work on Mariah and Shades. Um, and, you know, Daredevil is doing that thing he does where he's, he's all bandaged up for a while. And then he's <laughs> back to fighting people. Looks like a Super Saiyan recovering from a fight. That's right. And he gets stronger every time because of that <laughs> Saiyan blood. 
So I, at the at the end of the day, again, uh, I, I recommend the show, but I wouldn't recommend watching it without watching every other show going into it. Yeah, it would be it'd be weird if you watched it without every that. <laughs> every show. Well, I think maybe Jessica Jones doesn't. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage really don't add a whole lot to the mythology, do they? They're just kind of there, and that's happening in their part of town. Well, I think maybe um, it'll happen a little differently because like you said nuke might be coming back well uh, just, possibly for daredevil so that kind of expands that weird well i would uh, I, military I would say, branch of pills i guess i would say watch all of this but you don't have to for some reason you don't have to watch those shows to know what's happening in this story okay gotcha uh, because it was all ninjas in hand and that's daredevil iron fist territory yeah actually i would go as far to say just watch the first two seasons this is pointless because i would assume anyone listening to this had seen all this but i i theorize that you could probably just watch the first two seasons of Daredevil, um, and you could probably just read a plot summary of Iron Fist because I don't think anyone should watch Iron Fist. And then I think you'd kind of fill in the gaps of the other characters pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So hopefully the next one focuses more on Jessica and uh, Luke's um, villains, more street level villains than these mystical, magical ninjas. So mm-hmm. uh, also, lastly, the Stan Lee cameo. I didn't see it when I watched the show. I saw it. Uh, I had to go back and, and look it up, um, but definitely when Daredevil's walking down the street tailing Jessica Jones, who then disappears, and then it's behind him, and then he runs away, but he doesn't hear her behind him because she walks like a... She, like she's wearing those big boots. She was loud. Um, yeah, like, I think she was like walking in sync with somebody else that was walking. Yeah. Either way, it, it was a, that was a weird like a weird scene to me. I'm like, no, Daredevil would know. Like he can hear this bomb timer go off hundreds of stories up in in, in, in somewhere else, but he can't find the boots. I, yeah, yeah, I think that kind of harkens back to we don't really understand the power super well because I was like, I don't think I I leaned over to my wife and I was like, I don't think he can hear that beeping for as far down as this hole is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So either way. Um, Stanley cameo was there, and and that, that was really about it. So yeah, he was on a he was on like a placard, like a poster. Yeah, on behind like the side behind of the thing, Daredevil yeah. when he's walking down the street trailing Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. So all right, well that's it for our defenders thing. We're gonna get on to our regular episode, the Super Sweet new show. Um, but uh, that's our spoiler cast. Uh, where can people find you, Mike, if they want to know about more what you're watching and doing and stuff like that? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you, see what pop vinyls you're buying, uh, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Voldan, V-A-L-D-A-N, and I'll post it on there. You can also uh, read articles on Comic UI, listen to my other show, Filmside Chats, or watch my videos for the DNN uh, on YouTube. So get me there. People want to know more about Superhero Slate. We do more than just spoiler casts. Where can people find us at? Well, as always, uh, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our show notes. So if you're listening to one of our news episodes and we talk about a cool link to an image or a trailer, you can get that link right in our show notes. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to pick up any merch for Superhero Slate and support the show, you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com store. We got shirts, mugs, hoodies, baseball tees whatever we you can slap a logo on we got it cool. um if you uh, are a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show that's super helpful we really like that and if you want to be a super fan of superhero slate all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and this time this week we're here twice yes this time twice two times one two um i think our next spoiler cast uh, will be kingsman 
next month. Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman. So not a Marvel property, but we'll we'll get there. And then our next Marvel spoiler cast will be Thor, I believe. So looking forward to that one, man. Or Punisher. I don't know which one comes first in November. Oh yeah, maybe we'll see. So we'll we'll play it by ear. But I guess until then, we'll see you guys next time. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. You occasionally spout some words of wisdom and or at least humor. (laughs) I'm spouting something over here.